welcome back everybody to the kingdom living podcast we are excited to be with you today today we are going to get into a couple things josh has some stuff on his heart um and so do i uh so we are gonna jump into this real quick and just allow the holy spirit to lead us and guide us um it has been a couple weeks josh was volunteering at something called the cultural immersion weekend to help train up missionaries to send them all over the world to preach the gospel amen uh what a what a pleasure i'm sure that was for you josh we can probably maybe get into a couple stories on that if you're allowed to share um i don't know what all you're allowed to talk about but i'm sure that was a blast yeah um and uh and yeah and then and then unfortunately um josh is a little old no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but real talk, he he got a little bit sick afterwards from you know being out in the elements and whatever. So, but uh, but praise God, we're all recovered. We're ready to go. Yes, um, and ready to jump into this. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pray real quick, just set this thing off, and then uh, and then Josh, I'll just let you kind of take it wherever you want to go. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right, Father, we thank you so much for this day. We honor your presence, Lord God. We ask that you would lead us and guide us today as we as we just spend some time together and uh, spend some time on this podcast. Father, I pray that your spirit would be evident, um, not just in, in the place I am and where Josh is right now, but uh, wherever the people are listening, Lord God, that your, your presence would just be evident uh, in, in their room, in their cars, Lord God, in their workplace, wherever they are listening. Yes, Father God, we speak a blessing over them in Jesus' name. Lead us and guide us. Show us things, Lord God. We love you. Amen. 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 Yeah, it was a really great time. We had a lot of great uh, uh, training and uh, basically how to get through airports, customs, that sort of thing, how to take the gospel to a place where people don't speak your language, don't sound like you, don't uh, eat the same things as you as well. It was pretty great. They ate all kinds of really, like really weird looking food and, and all kinds of good stuff as well. So it was a really, really great time. Um and really good training, honestly, for people to uh, just kind of see a different a different side of, uh, of you know, of things that they're going to be stepping into in missions work. You know, the gospel, the gospel is supposed to be taken to the entire world, whether people look and talk like you and sound like you and eat the same stuff and dress like you or they don't. And uh, just because you go over um, doesn't change whether you go over salt water or not. The gospel doesn't change, even though the people and the target audience that you're going to right. uh, might change. So it's important to remember that and whether you're taking the gospel here to the United States or whatever nation you're listening to as well. The gospel works here and it works there. We actually had a lady um, get healed when we were on the cultural immersion weekend. One of the messages, they have the students preach actually. Wow. And one cool little testimony was a lady had like a frozen thumb, like her thumb joint down here was actually like frozen. So for a whole year, for a full 12 months, she had been going to a specialist and what they had been doing is like putting shots into it. They had been like manually moving it around and doing like rehabilitation work. And one of the students was just practicing and just doing a message for people and started praying for people and anyone that was that was in pain or was injured. And this lady was actually translating and uh, the lady's thumb got healed. So she was showing everybody, too, how she could move it around completely. The joint yeah. was totally mobile, like there was no issues with movement or or anything like that as well. And she said the pain was gone. It had been a constant pain and she had had it worked on twice a week for over a year. Uh, so, I mean, I, it's just it's just cool to see how the power of God works, whether we're training missionaries or actually on the field with missionaries. So God is God is good. Um, one thing I wanted to uh, discuss a little bit today too, Dakota, and just kind of see how you wanted to, um, how you wanted to, uh, 
um, take this as well is I know we've been talking about a few different topics and the Kingdom Living podcast is how do we live now that we know God, that we have a relationship with God? How does our life look different? How do we think different, talk different, pray different than the people around us who don't have a relationship with God? How do we share that with people? And one thing that really stuck out to me that I've been thinking about for the past uh, past couple of weeks has been um, basically uh, just about how important it is that when we are when we're praying, because we've been talking quite a bit about that, that's an important cornerstone to our relationship with God, communion with him about our thought life. We talked about that with uh, with mom a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. about renewing of the mind and how as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So that the the way that we the way that we live is going to be partially shaped by the way that we think, because the way we think, the way that we have things internalized in our hearts and our spirit will eventually come out of our mouth. And Romans chapter eight is a spot I've been reading recently, um, and it talks about it talks about this a little bit. I know it's a fairly a fairly well known section of scripture, but it says this Romans eight uh, verse five, and we'll just read a few a few sections of scripture here. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are of the spirit think on the things of the spirit. For the mind that is set on the flesh is death, but the mind that is set on the spirit is life and peace. The mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do it. And those who are of the flesh cannot please God. However, you are not of the flesh, if, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of God, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though our bodies are dead because of sin, our spirits are alive because of his righteousness. But if the spirit of him who yeah. raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. So then, brethren, we are under obligation, Mm. not to the flesh, to live according to it. But if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if the spirit, you are then putting to death the deeds of the flesh, and you will live. For those who are being led by the spirit of God, these are the children of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption by which you cry out, Abba, Father. So then the spirit himself testifies with our spirits that we now are children of God. And if we are children of God, we are heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may be glorified with him. So we talked about this whole section right here, and it talks about, you know, like the the putting to death of the flesh. That's a process, man. And, you know, it could feel like suffering sometimes when God is dealing with us about about thinking differently about uh um about about the way that we're acting the way that we're responding to the uh to the world around us and the way that our thoughts are and the way that we think the way that we especially when we're thinking in prayer when we're thinking about the the situations that are going on in our life this is a really key component of it where it talks about the mindset on the flesh is death but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace so there is um yeah. Well, something that God has really been talking to me about is this this um, 
uh, it's like a runaway train. I'm sure, uh, like, I don't know if you guys have seen it before. Maybe this is a good example. Or think of like a car with its brakes that are cut, right? So this thing is just flying down the highway. Or maybe you guys have seen videos of semi-trucks where they're going down a hill and all of a sudden their brakes go out. Like their brakes are not engaging properly. This is a runaway truck. And um, uh, that that's a really dangerous thing because you have all this weight on those big semi-trucks or a vehicle or whatever, and the brakes aren't working right. and you can't get it to stop. And it's just a runaway thing, right? So what happens is that happens right. sometimes in our lives. It happens in our minds and our thoughts and the, and the thought processes is if we start getting our thoughts on the wrong things, if we start meditating and thinking on the wrong things, the Bible says that is death to us and how we're not supposed to think on those things. We're supposed to grab those and stop thinking right. like that. And, you know, our, our minds are supposed to be renewed by the word of God. We're supposed to set our minds on things above, not things below, because if our minds are set on things below, that is that is that is pushing my life in the trajectory of death, of destruction, of loss, of, um, you know, like the thought process could be like, for instance, uh, it talks about righteousness there. If we approach if we approach our 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 life with the understanding of the Bible says that right here, too, that God has made me righteous. Right. If I approach it with that, where God, he says that, that we are children of God now, um, the spirit is alive because of righteousness, because Jesus took my place, he Amen. bore my sin, and then in exchange, he gave me righteousness. He took the sin that I had been committing, and he gave me the righteousness that he owned. So now I can be a child of God. I can approach God with no shame, with no fear. But if I'm setting my mind on things below, of setting my mind on the things of the world, of I'm not worthy, I'm not righteous, I can't approach God, I'm afraid of God. Um, then that is going to negatively impact a lot of my life. And the problem is if we don't grab those things, if we don't catch those things when they start, because it says right here, set your mind on things above, you know, begin to think, uh, begin right. to think from the spirit, begin to think from what does God say about who I am? Because the word says we're led by the spirit of God not led by other sources. And if we let this thing just run away, because I know you've had it happen to you many times as well, just like I have too, where, where once our thoughts get going, we have to stop. We have to stop thinking like that, stop thinking like we used to before we knew God, stop thinking like the world of, well, things are going right. down, the economy is too bad, my body is too sick, my body is like whatever. Like when I was dealing with that stuff last week, I had things attacking me. I can either have the word of God coming out of my mouth or I can have the symptoms and the problems right. and, well, this is what the world says is going on. Now, we, we mm -hmm. figured out what was going on. I was having a throat infection. There was some stuff that was attacking my body, but that's not my reality. If I'm thinking about that and speaking on that, my mind is set on the flesh. My mind is set on the things of the world. Right. Then that's going to come out of my mouth. And when I decree a thing, it's established. Mm -hmm. I'm further pushing that thing down, and I am still flying down that hill with no brakes. Now, if you guys have done cross-country cross, like cross driving, you guys know that there are something called ramps for those trucks. Now, if you look off on the side of the highway, it's like 65, 70-mile-an-hour highway, there are these ramps that go up. And there's like there's dirt and there's stuff like that on these too. What that's for is that's for semi-trucks. Whenever the brakes aren't working or something happens, what they can do is they can steer off on that. That slows them down and then pushes them up a hill and then they can come back down. So that way they're not injured and the people around them aren't injured. But what they have to do is they have to turn themselves off of the road. They have to turn themselves off of where they're going and then they go up and then they go higher. Because when they go higher, that's going to slow down that negative momentum that is happening. What happens is it slows them down and it stops them. 
and then they come back to a settled, yeah. peaceful place. So that happens with our spiritual life as well, too. When the things of, um, you know, the things of the world are just coming at us and when our thoughts are going crazy, what we have to do is we have to... Um, we have to we have to turn off of that. We have to set our thoughts on things above. We have to set our thoughts to the Holy Spirit. And when we do that, when we pull off there, yeah. we go onto that ramp, and that'll stop that negative process. But that requires us to actually do mm -hmm. something. We have to forcibly grab those things and say, "I'm not going to let myself think that way. I'm going to think the thoughts of above. I'm going to think the thoughts of God, which says that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which says that He supplies every yeah. single one of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus." that he gives me all yeah. things pertaining to life and godliness, that he heals me of every wound and restores me to health, that by his stripes I yep. was healed. And when we do those things, that is pulling ourselves off if we're having those issues. Because in, in, in all actuality, the the highest place of living is that we just keep our minds set on the things above. We start. We always think according to the spirit. Anytime a negative thought comes, yeah. I don't let that take me down. I don't start that descent of just, well, I'm just. it's a negative, like a spiral, it's a tailspin. But we continually have our minds set on God, set on the things above, continually going right. up higher in our thinking, higher in our living. So um, that's kind of just something that was that was on my heart to code. And I want to throw it back to you here in a second, too. But the um, the the mindset that we live our life with, and especially as we've been approaching this year and talking about renewing our mind. And this is where transformation really begins to happen. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because when we renew our mind, when our minds are set on the on the spirit, it says it is life and it is peace. Mm -hmm. So it's a dual purpose thing that's happening here. Not only is it life to me in every area, it's life to my mental health, it's life to my physical health, it's life to my uh, to my finances, my family, my marriage relationship, my kids. Because when my right. my when my thinking is healthy, my thoughts are healthy, my my speaking is healthy, and and I will begin to live from that higher place of peace and in life. And if I realize that I'm not living that like like a good um like from a healthy place. And I'm not living in a place of peace. One spot I need to check immediately is what are my thoughts on? What am I meditating on? And sometimes that means I have to stop letting things into my eye gate and my ear gate right. um, that, are, that are driving me away from the word of God, that are driving me away from yeah, and trying to pull absolutely. me away, from, pull me down in all actuality. They're trying to pull me down to the thinking of this world rather than bringing me up to the thinking of God. Right. So again, like that, that sometimes might mean I have to make corrections in my own life. You know, not even that, yeah. that sometimes like this, the, these things or these podcasts or these videos that I'm watching are sinful or wrong necessarily. But what's happening is they're not beneficial. They're not pushing me up. What they're doing is they're talking about, oh, this is what's happening in the world. This is how bad it looks, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's not, it's not something outright sinful, but it's dragging my thoughts down. And it's bringing my thoughts yeah. down of, well, this looks, this looks bad. This looks hopeless. The economy's going to poop, you know, like, like all this stuff is happening. There's a new variant that's coming, blah, 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 whatever else. It's no, no, no. The Bible says by his stripes, I was healed that he is the name above every other name that every name has to bow. No matter what variant it is, no matter what uh, cough season it is, no matter what flu season, it, it doesn't matter. It's the season of healing for me and my house. It is a season right. not of 
of decrease for me in my house. It's a season of increase for me in my house because yeah. I'm not going to think and live according to the world standard and the world system. I come from the kingdom of God. My citizenship is from a different kingdom whose economy never goes down, who, who, uh, you know, who has a king that is the healer now, yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. So that's kind of, uh, before I take the entire thing, I want to toss it back to you <laughs> as well too, but that's kind of what's been on my, on my heart recently. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, Josh. And, you know, um, one of the things that I think is really like just kind of ties in with what you were talking about is um, Pastor Jolliffe uh, last Sunday was talking about um, made a couple comments about the fact that, you know, you hear a lot of people like talk about, you know, this is the year of Jubilee. Right. And they talk about, you know, but they only talk about it when chronologically, according to the Jewish calendar, it, it comes up. Um, but the truth is we live now every year is the year of Jubilee because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And yep. we're not going to get into all of that because that would take a little while to explain, but I would encourage you to go study that on your own and find out that it is true um, because he is our high priest and he died once for all. Yep. So anyways, um, so, so what, 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 I, what I what stands out to me, I guess, with what you were talking about, Josh, is um, there is it's it's not like a it's not a complicated process, but it is a process that takes time. Yep. The renewing of your mind, right? Yep. And like, I think sometimes for some people, I don't know, maybe this is just true for me when I first started it out, but, um, but no, I know, I know that other people struggle with this cause I hear it, but, um, you know, they, they combat something, let's say they're sick in their mm -hmm. body. Right. And they fight for the healing. Right. And they stand in faith and they get healed. And then couple years later maybe a few months later they start feeling symptoms again and they're like well i fought this yep i thought this was done like i already fought this fight of faith i already did this thing um but what you're talking about is how to like in in a sense it's how to maintain that mm -hmm. the way we maintain that living the way we maintain that healing the way we keep our faith activated in that is by focusing on the things above right and yep. so um you know i've i think i've told my testimony here a time or two uh, about how I was sick for five years and was miraculously healed and praise God. That's awesome. Um, I still get symptoms sometimes mm -hmm. I'll wake up sometimes and those symptoms will try to come on me. And, um, and I've had my wife, I've had other people uh, that have lived near me, heard me do this in the bathroom when I get up in the morning, right? Like I will wake up and that feeling that I used to feel of just, I'm going to puke. Like this is, I'm sick um, would come on me. And, at that moment, every time it happens, at that moment, I have a choice. Mm -hmm. I can engage with my physical body and decide, yep, I'm sick. Or I can engage with my spiritual side, the, the truth, the real me, because I am a spirit. I live in a body, mm -hmm. right? If I engage with the real me, which knows my body has to line up with scripture, Scripture says by his stripes, I am or was healed, right? He came to carry away my sicknesses and my diseases and my pains and all of those things, right? And so I have a choice when that happens. Now, 
what I used to do and the reason why I got so sick was I gave in or I used it as an excuse. I gave this testimony the other week uh, at my church that 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 I basically talked myself into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I spiraled down that hill and just allowed myself to continue. The difference is it wasn't that the brakes were cut out at first. I was on the gas at first, right? <laughs> oh, to no. use your analogy. Oh, no. I was on the gas on the way down the hill because when I was very young, um, little things would upset my stomach. And I learned at a young age that I could use sickness to get out of things I didn't want to do. And so instead of engaging with the truth of the word of God, I engage with the truth of I get sick sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I can use this to get out of things. So my family would be like, hey, we're going to this family reunion. And I'd be like, oh, my stomach hurts. Can't go. Sorry. Oh, we need to go to the store. Oh, my stomach hurts. I don't really want to do that. I don't feel like I should leave the house. I don't really feel good. (laughs) You know? Or, or, and this might, you know, rub some people the wrong way, but this is just the truth. You know, they'd be like, Hey, we're going to homeschool group. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't feel good. Homeschool group. No, I don't feel good. I'm sick. When we had two services for church when I was younger, I'm just getting real. Okay. So when we had two (laughs) services for church, when I was younger, first service is early. I didn't want to get up for first service. So you know what happened during first service? I was sick. And then miraculously, I'd be better by second service, (laughs) right? For a while. Yep. Until I had built so much steam going in one direction that when I went to go hit the brakes one time, they gave out. Yep. Now I was really sick and it wasn't just an excuse, but because I had been perpetually agreeing Mm -hmm. with that evil thing because this is evil okay it's of the devil right you're not wrong for being sick okay i'm not saying that but what i am saying is that sickness has no place in your body Mm -hmm. and we can't agree with something evil and then expect to just be fine okay so so i had talked myself into this place of being sick and now i'm sick sick and now I go to Rama, which is a faith school there's a big face shield on the top of the building that spins around on top and i'm sick what do I have to do? First and foremost, I have to renew my mind to the word of God. Yep. You want to know what I had to renew my mind to? Not that I was healed. I knew I was healed. I had to renew my mind to the fact that being lazy is not a good thing. <laughs> that lying to get out of stuff is not a good thing. Right. And I had to change the way that I operated. And listen, I was always a hard worker. I liked working. Working's not a bad thing. Didn't use sickness to get out of work. My big thing was people. I did not like people. Did not like being around people. Didn't want to talk to people. Now I love people. Um, For two reasons. Number one, I spoke it by faith that I would love people. That God would give me a heart for people because I didn't have one at first. And God can do that. And number two, I realized that you can't really be effective in ministry and hate people. So I had to change my attitude, <laughs> right? That's true. Um, but but in, in all reality, those times at school, I would get sick and I missed out on half of my first year of college because I was sick all the time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I was faking it anymore. It wasn't because I didn't want to get up. I loved school. 
My time at Rama was some of the best years of my life. I learned so much. The Holy Spirit was like just constantly, you know, constantly downloading into my spirit and who I was and the foundational truths of the word of God. And um, it broke my heart when I wasn't able to go to school, but I was sick. And I had to begin the process of speaking something else, right? So that a couple things. Number when I didn't want to do something, I had to be honest. Or I had to just suck it up and go do it. <laughs> right? Yep. Be had to change the way that I spoke. So I began to change the way that I spoke, and then wouldn't you know, I got healed. So, anyways, long story short, I get up in the morning sometimes. Actually, long story long, because that wasn't short at all, but um, I get up in the morning sometimes and those symptoms try to come on me. So I go down to get ready. Instead of laying in bed and feeling sorry for myself, I get up. Mm -hmm. Why? Did you feel better once you sat up? No. Still felt gross. Right. Still felt terrible. But that's not for me. That sickness isn't for me. I tried sick. Didn't like it. I'm not doing that anymore. So I got up and I went downstairs and I got in the shower and I got ready and I got out. I still didn't feel good. Sometimes. Sometimes it's done by then, but sometimes it's not. Still don't feel good. So you know what I do? I stand in the mirror. There's a full-size mirror in our bathroom uh, against one of the doors. And I'll stand in the mirror after I get ready. I'm all brush my teeth, fully clothed. I'm ready to go, right? I'll stand in the mirror and I'll look at myself and I'll say, body, you are made for health, not sickness. Body, you will line with the word of God, which says that you are healed. Not just a little bit healed, not just kind of healed, but you're healed fully. Mm -hmm. Yep. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, those stripes paid for it. And then I will say, sickness, I curse you and command you to leave. It's not for me. I don't mm -hmm. accept it anymore. In the same way that I don't accept thoughts that I know are not from God and they're not mine. Right? Because they're not from God. They're not mine. They don't belong to me because I belong to him. And I have the mind of Christ now. So yep. if I have a thought and I know it's not my thought and it tries to resolve itself against the things of God, what do we do with those? We take those thoughts captive and mm -hmm. place them in submission to the things of God. Right? That's what the word says. In the same way that I do that with thoughts, I do that with physical ailments. Mm -hmm. I take those things captive, command them to leave my body. They're for me. But I didn't care overnight. That took a long time mm -hmm. to get to the point where I just automatically respond with scripture. I just automatically respond with what I know to be true. Why? Does it have to take a long time? I don't know. It took me a long time because I had trained myself in a different direction. Mm -hmm. So I had to train myself in a new direction. Mm -hmm. And so I just I just want to encourage some of y'all, if you feel like, man, I try but like sometimes I just catch myself saying the wrong thing. Okay. When catch yourself. Mm -hmm. When you catch yourself, catch yourself. Stop what you're doing. In fact, I was talking to Josh before. I'm just gonna be real honest today. I don't know why I just feel feeling a little punchy, feeling a little let's get a little vulnerable here. So I'll be honest, I'm talking to Josh before we hop on this thing, and I'm mad about some stuff right now. Real mad about a couple things that are going on. So I started talking to Josh about it. 
And then I realized that probably didn't need to be talking about those things because it wasn't helping me. It was spiraling me. So what did I say to Josh? I said, Josh, we need to start talking about something about God because, because I, I got to stop. Yep. Didn't I, Josh? Yep. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Yep. Well, what if I'm talking to someone and that makes the conversation awkward? Well, do you want to be free yep. or not? Yep. Because it's okay. It's okay to make things a little bit awkward. You got to do what's good and pleasing and right in the sight of God. And that means sometimes stopping mid-conversation. Being like, you know what? This isn't right. Mm-hmm. Can't do this. Yep. I have to renew my mind. And then I have to renew my mouth to yep. speak what the That's word true. of God says instead. Yep. Instead. I mean, you know, pastor was, uh, my pastor was talking to me the other day and, and um, I can't remember if he was talking to me specifically or if he was preaching, I can't remember, but he was talking about how people, when you start talking to them, especially older people, like the older generation, they, uh, they identify themselves with their ailments. Like, They'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, I started getting, you know, I got knee problems and, you know, my whole family's had knee problems and, you know, my back, my back's starting to go out, you know, old age. (laughs) Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Because you can have it if you want it. That's true. (laughs) Or you can speak something better. And you can keep your eyes fixed on things above. Mm-hmm. Whatever things are good, whatever things are pleasing, whatever thing that scripture, mm-hmm. read it and apply it. Yep. You don't have to break down. Well, the natural order of the world says, I don't care what the natural order of the world says. You've been brought out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And right. if you want to operate and live within the reality of that kingdom and all the things that it brings along with it, you got to start operating in tandem Mm -hmm. with the rules and regulations and the laws of the kingdom of heaven and the way we operate and the way that we move and the way that we allow those laws and those principles to come into our lives and begin to operate is through our mouth. Yep. Yep. We got to renew our minds. We got it. We got to do it. We got (laughs) to renew our mouths. It's true story. So it's so crazy. So crazy, but sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Well, no, you're good. You're good. The uh, when we when we're talking about this, it reminds me a little bit of um, of Abraham. Actually, Abraham, uh, when you're talking about like the natural order of things and things that shouldn't be possible. <laughs> yeah, um, Abraham and Sarah are a great example of that in the way of um, the way that God initially actually approached his mouth. Um, because he had promised Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. How is this possible? Like, I'm really old. My wife yeah. is really old. The natural order of things says that this isn't going to happen. And he he, right. he judged him faithful. The word said, um, he, he Abraham judged God as faithful. And his faith was based on who it was that had promised him. Because he knew that if God says a thing that it's going to happen, that I can trust him, mm-hmm. that I can believe him. Now, you see an interesting thing happening, though, because, again, when... Um, when Sarah hears this, she laughs within herself. And God, as they're talking to Abraham, you can read back in the book of Genesis if you want to as well. She laughed within herself. Like it wasn't it wasn't even like an out loud thing. She laughed within right. herself. And God said, Why did she laugh? And he was like, when she was like, Oh, I didn't laugh. Mm-hmm. But it was an internal thing where inside 
in her thoughts, she's laughing at the promises of God, going, there's no way. My mind says there's no way. My body says there's no yeah. way. I can't have a child at this old age. And God goes, why are you laughing at the promises that I've given you? Don't you believe that I'm faithful? That what I said will come mm -hmm. to pass if you will agree with me? So what happens is there's this there's this gap that happens. And Sarah, you know, like they're, they're Abraham and Sarah, they get themselves into a mess because they try to try to do their things in their own strength to try to make it happen. They try to, you know, they uh, with with Hagar and Ishmael, like they cause all kinds of problems for themselves and all the, their descendants, honestly, because of some bad decisions that they make. And then God gives Abraham or Abram, he changed it to Abraham. What he does is he changes his name. He changes the way that people talk about him, the way that he thinks about himself, the way that when people talk to him now, it's yeah. not Abram, it's Abraham talking about right. like, you are going to be the father. Your, your name is changed. You're not just Abram. Like really like what happens is like, if you look at like some of the ancient Hebrew scholars, what they'll talk about is the fact that he adds like the, instead of like Abram, the Abraham. And what he does is you add that, like the ha part to it. And they say like, like that's one translation of the name of God. So God puts his name into it, breathes life into it, because that's what the breath, the mm -hmm. blast of air, the life of God, they say like that ha sound like that is actually like part of the name of God or the name of God. It, it, it depends on which scholars you're talking to, yeah. but he puts his name into Abram's name and changes it to Abraham. So now when people talk about you, you're Abraham, not Abram. You yeah. have been given a new name. You are a new person. You're a new creation. We can think about that in the New Testament, new creation in yes. Christ Jesus. You're not supposed to be called by your old name. You are supposed to be called by your new name, which is in Christ, which is God in you, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So yes. One thing that happens sometimes is when God has a promise, when we hear people talking about, well, you can think different, you can live different, you can you can have a kingdom life right now. You don't have to wait till heaven. Heaven heaven came into you when God when God gave you the Holy Spirit. That's what the Word of God says. It says yes. that we have been we have been made righteous by Him. That He gave us the name above every name. That the Holy Spirit lives in us. That we are the temple. That we don't have a temple built with hands, but that we are the carriers of the presence of God of God Himself. He lives in us, and wherever we walk, God walks with us because we carry Him inside of us. And what happens is well, we shouldn't be laughing or scoffing at the promises of God. We need to consider him faithful. And we talked about that for quite a few weeks at the beginning. Do we trust God? Do we believe that what he yeah. says is right? Because if we don't trust the promises, we don't trust the person that's promising. That's what's really the right. problem right here. I don't believe what he said because I don't know if I can trust him personally. Now, let's say like it's it's a very good friend of yours, someone that you've known for 20 or 30 years. And he says to you like, hey, I want to help you out. God's really been dealing with my heart. I'm supposed to give you, um, let's say, okay, so he wants to give you like, I need to give you a vehicle. Like God's been telling me to help you out with the vehicle. I know yours is breaking down. That's something similar that happened to you, right, Dakota? This is your trusted friend. He's like, all right, I want you to meet me at the corner of, you know, the fifth and 12th or something like that, right. you know, at two o'clock tomorrow. So if you believe this person, if you trust this person, you're going to be there at 5th and 12th the next day, ready to receive Absolutely. a new car because, well, my friend promised me, I've known this person since we were children. This guy doesn't lie to me. He cares about me. I know right. that he's been my friend. He loves me. And you would show up there with expectation of, well, okay, he's going to give me this car and I'm going to have some new transportation. He's going to help or, or whatever it is. Like it doesn't have to just be like a vehicle or something. But then when God says, by my stripes, you were healed. 
or mm -hmm. I will supply your needs, or I have taken your sin and cast your sin as far as the east is from the west. I have given you wow. a sound mind instead of the spirit of fear. Instead of going to that and going, all right, I'm ready for it. I receive that by faith. Yes, I take hold of that. We sit at home and just laugh within ourselves and go, well, this can't change. I've had this for years. This right. can't change. This is just the way it is. Or <laughs> or, or we, we start to try to figure out how we can make it change. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like Abraham and Sarah, you're exactly right. Of the what can I do to make it change or to make it happen? That's not what God is asking you to do. The way that we have transformation in our lives is by our thought life. And I know we've talked about this a couple of times, but this has to get in the inside of you. And this has to change the way that you guys think. And again, this is, again, Dakota and I, we're always working on this, man. Like it doesn't matter what stage of your life and your Christian development that you're in. It is always good to check these foundational truths, these foundational yeah. things that we're talking about. Faith is a foundational principle of your Christian life. It is a foundation of a kingdom life, of the way that you live here in the kingdom mm -hmm. of God. Because again, we live according to the kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is what Jesus said. Because the mindset, the lifestyle, the, the, the walk of heaven is supposed to be brought here, manifested through the body of Christ right now, which is you that are watching, which is me, which is Dakota, which is all the guests that we've yeah. had on. God is wanting to manifest the kingdom of heaven here, now, mm -hmm. in this earth. And show Amen. other people you can live and you can be a citizen in this kingdom as well if you will just believe that Jesus took your sins, if you will give your heart to him, if you will surrender your life to him, God will live inside of you, will change you, will clean you up, will change yes. everything about you, will take condemnation, shame, sickness, and pain away from you and bring you to a new reality, which is I don't live based off of what this world says and thinks or does. I live off of a higher reality. So our, our time is kind of coming to a close yeah. and I think we had a good, uh, um, some good conversations there about some stuff and even, even more stuff to, to jump on, you know, as well as I do Dakota, that this, this topic of mind renewal, there's stories all throughout the Bible. It's not just Abraham and, uh, you know, Abraham and Isaac, right. that section and Sarah, um, or like the analogy we used about the vehicle, like rolling down the hill, or even if we're pushing it downhill, <laughs> you know, this has so many applications in our life. So I wanted to throw it to yeah. you real quick, like as we're finishing and let you uh, share some, share some final thoughts real quick. And then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, Go ahead and close it there. Yeah. So my my final thought is just um I just I just want to reiterate to those who who heard that that story that that every time someone brings up the story of Abraham uh and Sarah, the the words ring on the inside of me to not don't try to force your way into the promise. Yep. Right? Don't try to make the promise happen. Um, cause when we screw around with the promise, we end up making an Ishmael and we all know how that worked out. Not good. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, don't do that. <laughs> Trust God. Amen. Be encouraged. Amen. Listen, if you've been believing God for a long time, it's on its way. Yep. Don't try to force it, but stay in faith. Amen. Uh, we love you guys. We speak a blessing over y'all. We thank you so much for being with us today. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yep. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>